Welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is now teaching us that all life is interconnected, meaning that we are all one. And spirituality and ancient wisdom has been teaching the truth of universal oneness for eons. So what you do to another person, you're literally doing to another aspect of yourself. And when mankind awakens to the universal truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is EVP with Sherry Pearl. Sherry has been a guest on my show before. This is actually her third time with us. Welcome, Sherry, to Awake to Oneness Radio. Thank you so much, Caroline. Uh, yes. Are you ready for me to begin? Take it away, Pearl. Yes, yes. Take it away, Pearl, please. Let the audience know a little bit about your history and who you are. And please explain to them what EVP is. I know some people are saying, what, what is this? Sam hell is, is EVP? EVP? Yes, exactly. All since voted for peace. Yes. <laughs> okay, no, I will certainly do all of that. And yes. first, I want to thank you, Caroline, for having me again on your show. I'm honored to be here. And I hope what I have to say will brighten some people's day and get some thinking going. Um, I started out with spirituality when I was 20 years old. I am now going on 67. So as you know, that's a lot of time to be in this field. I was the biggest non-believer in the world for the first 17 years of my life. Um, and believed if you could not see something, it was not real. Okay. And if pe- the, the kind of things that I will be talking about today, I used to think that people who believed in them were either deluded or probably stupid, <laughs> but I just did not think that anyone in the right mind would think or teach about what is the center of my life now. But reality got in the way of my small mind way of thinking and and showed me a much bigger picture. And I'll give a brief history. When I was 16, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. Some of your listeners may know it's a very debilitating bowel, inflammatory bowel disease that causes much pain and discomfort. And um, at the time, as you all know, I believed in nothing alternative, not even health foods. So my doctors put me on medications, and after a year of it being treated that way only, things were much, much worse. Um, After a year of Crohn's, an old friend of my dad's, who was British, was visiting, and he saw that I was getting worse. So he decided to go for broke and tell me about a man in England named Harry Edwards, who was a spiritual healer. And at the time, I thought I knew everything, and I said, bull. You know, <laughs> nobody in England is going to tweak their nose like and bewitched, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, yes. and I'm, and I'm going to get well. Yes. So I refused to take him up on the information. And another year went by. My senior year of high school turned 1969 in the new year in January. Mm-hmm. It was the hardest year I have ever lived. And that's probably even harder than when my son passed. So you can just imagine the disease progressed to a point where I could not chew a piece of gum without getting pain. And then I began to hemorrhage. And then I was rushed to the hospital and given blood transfusions. And eventually they took out all of my colon and they reconstructed my bowels. And wow. I, at the time, even when I was 18, I had a temporary ileostomy. I don't know if your listeners know what that is, but it's a hard adjustment for anyone. But an 18-year-old girl, you have to wear an appliance on your abdomen for the collection of waste materials. I was pretty horrified. And, and these were the free love years, mind you. So <laughs> yes. this was very upsetting. But yeah. I ended up marrying my high school boyfriend at the time. And... I was trying to get my life back together when I began to feel quite ill again, not from the Crohn's, but just very, very weak. And it turned out that I was infected with the hepatitis C virus in all the blood transfusions given to me for the Crohn's hemorrhages. 
So when we found out that I had the chronic form, and back in 1970, they had no treatments and no way of handling this, the doctors told my parents to give money to research and hope that medicine would come up with a cure. Otherwise, they did not even think I'd live another 10 years. And at the time, um, my mom had handed me a book to read called The Search for Bridie Murphy. And it was about a person who'd been hypnotized and remembered the life in Ireland where they were Bridie Murphy. Mm-hmm. And that started me thinking. And then the book spoke of Edgar Casey, So I started re- reading the Casey books. And I was very taken by one story in which Casey was brought in on a case where a young girl started acting very insane. And the doctors suggested that the parents institutionalize the girl. And the parents couldn't bear that thought, so they went to Casey. And Casey did what he would do, which was he was called the sleeping prophet. He would go into a trance state, almost a sleeping state, and he could prescribe cures and make diagnoses. And I remember um, thinking how, you know, amazing it was. But in the meantime, Casey went into trance and he saw that the girl had a wisdom tooth impinging on a nerve in her brain. Okay. He told the parents if they would extract the tooth, the child would be well. And I was excited when I read that this was done and the child recovered and something hit me and I started to analyze it. And I thought, well, I didn't think that man in England could get energy to me in the States, but how did Casey see into the girl's mouth? Part of Casey had to be mobile because we all know that Casey was taking a nap or whatever it was he did. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And when it hit me that for him to see into the girl's mouth, a portion of his being had to be mobile, the memory seemingly from out of nowhere came into my mind about this man in England. And this was not a faith healing. It wasn't the type of healing because I believed, because I didn't believe in anything. But I was desperate, and I had nothing to lose. So I contacted my dad's friend, and they told me the man was Harry Edwards. And they gave us the information. And my dad, who had an office in England, offered to hand deliver a letter I wrote to Mr. Edwards, which he did. To the Mm -hmm. day he passed, he teased me about all of this. But he did (laughs) hand deliver the letter anyway. And so um, he saw Mr. Edwards on a Thursday. And the next night, Friday night, he had not come back yet from Britain. I had read no books on the subject. I had never even heard of spiritual healing. And the next night, I had so much energy, I was lying. Wow. And then two weeks later, I went for my monthly blood tests, which I had had every month from, you know, all year, and there'd never been any change. And the doctors told me, it's jumped a third of the way towards normal. So at this point, I started reading. I got all Mr. Edwards' books. That was my first reading. And he explained that he did not work alone, that he worked with a team of spirit doctors who had been doctors in a previous life and now in spirit still had concern for those on the earth that were suffering. And that it was the spirit doctors that would carry out the healing that he was more or less the messenger. So I was looking all over, the, looking up in the corners, looking for these spirits. To this day, I've not yet seen an apparition. Right. But I knew that something I could not see, feel, or touch had lifted me and brought me energy in ways that countless vitamin B12 shots never did. And that was the start of it for me. That was 1971. I was 21. I was yeah, 20 yeah. years old, not 20, yeah. 20 years okay. old. Mm-hmm. And I began to get well. And from that point on, I became a student of everything I could get my hands on with an emphasis on spiritual healing and mediumship, which fascinated me. Yes. If there were spirits, could we talk to them? Yes. And in the 1970s, in 1974, I ended up in the home of Jane Roberts, who was the medium who spoke for Seth. Yes. And Seth wrote... He comes to my EVPs now. He yes. me. But Seth wrote many, many wonderful books through Jane. And as a regular ESP student, I got to experience a spirit taking over a media, the medium's consciousness and talking directly to us. So I now knew that this was all very real. Yes. And it became just part of how I lived. Um, my husband and I adopted three children, they, you know, each at a different time when they were babies. So I was right. involved with raising my children and studying spirituality. And it must have been in 1999 when I went to Glenn Dove, who's a wonderful medium who I sat with for years. Mm-hmm. And 
it was he who told me that someone named Harry was around me and wanted me to know that I could do what he did. So at that point, I started my own distant prayer circle in which people could contact me with their problems, and I would do my own meditation and try to send the message to those in spirit, never really knowing if we got through. But when the results were wonderful, we were happy. And that's how it went. And my life went on where I taught about healing. I took patience. I did whatever I could to spread that information. And then my son Daniel passed of an overdose in 2008. So naturally, my work became more involved with bereavement. Um, And I formed the prayer registry. And anyone that's listening who is a bereaved parent, this is a free service for all bereaved parents in which each child who passed has his or her name printed on the prayer registry calendar on their passing date. And every year on their passing date, mass prayer is directed to that child as well as their loved ones. So that was as far as it had gotten. Now, prior Mm -hmm. to Danny's passing in 2006, I was in Canada Mm-hmm. At a conference, well, one, yes. One thing I wanted to share with the listeners, Sherry, please, is that please. your Danny and my Kyle transitioned on the same date. I know, not the amazing. same day, not, different yes, year, not the same year. But uh, yeah. Danny was July one. Yes, July one, and Danny was two thousand and eight, and Kyle was two thousand and fourteen. But the same day. Definitely. And doesn't the hot weather coming in sometimes give you the creeps? (laughs) This is muscle memory or something. But um, I had been in Canada in 2006 at a conference and Mark Macy spoke about ITC, instrumental transcommunication, of which EVP is the voice aspect of it. There's bringing through images. There's many ways to practice ITC. And I will admit I was intrigued at that time but I was busy with the business of raising children. And I will admit it scared me a little because Hollywood's done a number on all of us and taught us to think that what we're going to do is connect up with Satan and his helpers. (laughs) And Hey, I just got an email from someone yesterday warning me to stop because he said he himself did it for a while and started getting scratches on his arms. And, you know, I don't doubt there's a dark side, but you know, when you're everything is energy. So we're, it's, it's all about trying to raise your vibration because if your vibration is high, the, inter, the, the spirits that you encounter will be high. So it's well, all about vibration. Yes. Right. I'm sure that's yes. true. Yes. So I didn't get started right away. But somewhere mm-hmm. around 2014, I, saw, I managed to find the video Calling Earth. And also to the listeners, if you have not seen Dan Drazen's documentary, Calling Earth. And I think it's on YouTube, correct? It was. I believe now it's just on Vimeo. Okay. I do have a link to it if people want to contact me. But it is spectacularly done. And I Mm -hmm. watched it and I got very intrigued by a group called The Big Circle, which were children and parents communicating through electronic voice phenomenon. Yes. And I will explain what that is in a minute. Um, At the time... I contacted some people through that and I was told that at that time they were not recording and um, that they really couldn't help me at that time. Mm -hmm. So I kind of let it drop. And then um, in 2016, I did a radio interview with Roberta Grimes and to my good fortune, the most wonderful EVP researcher, Vicki Talbot, was listening to the show and she contacted me to register her son Braden for prayer. And we got to talking, and the next thing I knew, I was gung-ho to try this EVP. Now, EVP stands for Electronic Voice Phenomenon, and it is a way that we can use technology to augment voices from spirit and hear them. Actually, all we do, I mean, it's not rocket science on our end. All we do is play a background sound and record it. What makes this so phenomenal is that the spirits will come and do what we have no idea how to do. And that is they can use thought to change the sounds we play into audible words that we can hear. They can even translate language. And so if I use 
this little, I'll play one for you in a little bit where I okay. used a little boy named Lorenzo. I have a sound source from him speaking in Portuguese, and you'll hear, I speak in English. So the <laughs> English come through with the intonation of the kind of sound source you play. It wow. couldn't be otherwise, right. but they're able to change it around. And so through Vicky, I got more confident that this was something I could do. Yeah. Yeah. Then I went to the now, website. I, I, I just wanted to share with the listeners who may not know how I discovered EVP was by experiencing it. My <laughs> first reading with a medium, Suzanne Giesman, my son Kyle came through and we have his voice on tape. And that was the first time I ever, I never had heard of EVP, right. had no idea about this stuff, but I experienced it first. Right. Well, similarly yes. for Vicki Talbot, yes. her son started coming through on a little phone she had going, mom, pick up the phone. So in some cases, they instigate our getting started. Yes. In my case, I definitely instigated. And I, I went to the AREI, which is Afterlife Research and Education Institute yes. website, where there were instructions. But I'm not that computer savvy, and I couldn't quite get it down. So I hired a wonderful computer technician fella to mm -hmm. come over and help me get my computer configured to record EVPs. Okay. For your listeners to know, I hired this same man to help me make a slideshow, which is now downloadable from my website for free for okay. both PC and Mac users to learn how to configure their computers to record EVPs. Well, thank so, you. you. You know I have to do that because you know I am computer savvy. <laughs> well, so then it will be easy for you. Yes. You just download the slideshow and you'll be boom, boom, boom. But yes. Yes, you know, yes. for someone like myself, I would say, well, do I hit on this or do I hit on this? <laughs> so we have arrows showing exactly what to hit on and a number of components that you need to, so that you know how to save a file, find it when you want it, isolate the parts you hear. That's all part of the slideshow and it's available to anyone. The, I will make sure that the link to that is in the in this video. Right, well, if you just give them sherrypearl.com. Okay. And then okay. they go down the search list. The last thing on the line says the EVP line. And they okay. just sit on that and there's all the instructions. And awesome. so I started doing it and I would play the sound and I'd ask a question and I'd quiet down and let the background sound play. And people will say to me, why do you play background sound? And it is because I have been taught spirit cannot make sound in our reality. They can influence sound. So in the beginning, I thought, well, if spirit wants to talk to me, I'm just running the recorder. And I completely flatlined because I needed <laughs> to give them a sound source. Okay. I started out using only human vocal gibberish, which is human vocals chopped up so it makes no sense. And I do believe that using a human vocal gibberish, you have a more human sounding EVP. But many scientists in the field get mistrustful of human vocal gibberish because they think there might be a word in there still that you might mistake. And so I started experimenting with everything from water going down my bathtub drain to scratching my finger on the computer um, to using things that are posted at another wonderful website your listeners may want to know about. It's called idigitalmedium.com. Mm. Okay. And there, there is a group of uh, sound sources under something called live streams where you can get other types of sounds. One is called Spiritron. I'll play an example. And mm -hmm. there's no human vocal in it. It's just kind of... And the spirits can do a great job with that, but Danny sounds like a little robot. <laughs> if I'm doing a reading for a mom who's bereaved, I don't want to send her, I want to sound human. So I use all of them. But in the very beginning, I'd record, and, and I wasn't sure if I was hearing anything. And it was very helpful to have both Dr. Craig Hogan and Vicki Talbot willing to listen to my recordings because their ears were already trained. Right. And they'd write me back and go, don't you hear this over here? And after a while, my ear began to train and hear the EVPs. And it's become such a phenomenally fascinating thing that I do readings for other parents. We bring them in through the cell phone. Yeah. I set the cell phone up by the computer. I run the sound source. They ask a question. Then we sit quietly for 10 seconds. Then they ask another. And then when I get a chance to go over the 
recording yeah. and listen to it, I can find the EVPs for them. Yeah. It's important, though, when you download the slideshow that people understand it, that you need to have, and it's in the slideshow, a recording mm. program, either Audacity, some people use WavePad, some people, there's many different ones, but okay. the point is if you don't put it into something like Audacity and you can't slow it down or mm -hmm. isolate clips, you won't hear them anyway. For example, I mean, you might hear you're something, right. but right. If, if a child is saying, I love you, and you're listening to, I love you, it's, right. it's mixed in. So yes. once you learn how to use the recording program, you can highlight a tiny section, and that's how I do my readings. I highlight a tiny section at a time, and when I hear something I recognize, I expand the highlight until it goes back into gibberish, and okay. there's my EVP. And uh -huh. so I was initially just doing EVP to contact those on the other side for those who were missing them. But in the last few months, I started experimenting with contacting people who were still living when they were sleeping. Then I tried it when they were waking. And I found that, indeed, any thinking consciousness can be contacted through this means. They do not need to be in spirit. The most exciting, well, it was upsetting at the time, but I have a little dog, had, had a little dog named Stephen, um, who was my companion for the last 15 years. And he had been ill and suffering, you know, going through some problems for quite some time. Well over a year ago, my son Danny was coming through saying, you really ought to let Stephen go, you know, let him out. And I kept saying, he's got to show me more signs that he's suffering. You know, where's the line between murder and mercy? And mercy. Mm -hmm. So right. I kept him going and Danny dropped it as if he knew I wasn't ready. And a few months ago, he started saying, mom, get ready. You know, Stephen's got to go. And in the la a couple months ago, he came down with a number of conditions on top of the heart condition he already had. Right. And I could tell he was suffering. But again, you know, you sit there on the fence. Should I do this? And so I was really upset one night and I got the bright idea to take my recorder, my recording program, mm -hmm. and set it up by Stephen. Stephen, because of this heart murmur, had a very heavy breathing. So I decided to record his breathing all the while asking him, Stephen, what do you want me to do? Mm -hmm. And when I played it back, there were messages from Stephen that anyone who wants to hear can hear it. They're posted at my website uh -huh. where he goes, I want my mom to let me go. And uh -huh. I love you, mother. And it's, 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 it was from a deep breathing kind of, and it has that quality. But he basically yeah. told me, mom. Yes let me go. Yes. So I made up my mind. I said, okay, sweetheart, I will. And the yes. next day we went to the vet and Stephen crossed to the other side. And a few yes. days later, I, I'm not going to say that I don't ever have doubts. You know, that dark night of the soul came on me. And I, mm -hmm. I went back on and recorded with human gibberish. And I said, I'm really missing Stephen. Can anybody help me out and give me some information? And also posted in the same post at my site, you'll hear, trust me, he's fine. Yes. So, you know, it's, it's an amazing thing because not only can we have conversations with our loved ones in spirit, but we yes. can get information and from our pets, from things that we yes. actually from we, Sonia Rinaldi, whose methodology has very much influenced me. She's a wonderful EVP researcher who lives in Brazil. Right. She does a lot of work with nonverbal children, people in coma, autistic children, mm -hmm. and they're able to come through and let you know what they need. Well, How I'm not sure. Is that? You know? That's amazing. I'm not sure if you're aware that when Kyle came through, he also was carrying my dog, Coco. I was because I heard that yeah. bark. That bark <laughs> it's so clear. That is so the clear. More, more clear than anything on that recording is Coco's barking. And Coco's bark came in before Suzanne said, and Kyle is holding a white dog. Oh, that's so yes. great. It's so, so yes. It's yes. truly yes. remarkable. Yes, and yes. I do believe that in the next 10 years, this is going to crack wide open. Wide open, yes. And more and more and more. You know, it's, it's not that this is new mm -hmm. because people started doing this in the 1920s. So we're, we're looking at like a hundred years, mm -hmm. but it's new to be in the hands of lay people such as ourselves. It was right. mostly the scientists and researchers and right. people like us 
just didn't have our hands on this. Well, guess yes. what? It's yes. all changing. And yes. if anyone wants to learn how to do it, I've made that available for both PC and Mac users. Oh, it's a pleasure. I mean, I paid through the nose for it, but hell. And I also made a video that's, that is at YouTube under Sherry Pearl EVP, I guess VID for video, and that demonstrates how to use the recording program Audacity. The slideshow helps you configure your computer parts, and then the video helps you learn how to start recording. I'm going to put both of those links to the yes in this video. Yes, that'll be super. So yes, um, yes, it's just a phenomenal thing, and. It, it means that all things with consciousness do have thoughts. Our animals do have thoughts, and now we can communicate. So imagine if you have an animal that's not eating, mm-hmm. and you don't know why, that yeah. you could set your system up and mm-hmm. ask your animal, and very likely your animal will, will tell you what's going on. Well, that's exactly why Coco came through in that reading. Um, I, Coco transitioned in 2007. And, and I was just, I, I was just, she, she, she had stopped eating and I was just so heartbroken because I was I like, I, I'm like, could I have done something? You know, we, you know, what could I have done? And, and, and so she came through, she definitely, when Kyle came through and Kyle was holding her, she came through to say, mommy, I'm okay. I am fine. You know, and, and I, I transitioned, you know, exactly when I was supposed to, there wasn't anything, you know, she wanted to, cause I, you know, I felt, well, could, could I have done something? And, and she wanted to let me know, no, ma, you, it's all good. I'm of course. Fine. It's yes. of course, you yes. know, yes. and it's so important, you know, doing readings mm-hmm. for the children and their parents. I find that the children want this as much as their parents do because they want to put their parents' minds at rest, that they have not been erased from the universe, that they will see them again, that they still love them, that they're still theirs. And it's a beautiful thing. And this gives us, you know, we we can go to mediums and I love mediums and I think they're wonderful, but when you can hear it yourself and a number of the people I've read for feel that they were able to hear their child speak in their own voice. Yes. And for a parent who's lost, for someone who's lost anyone, not just yes. parents, spouses, best friends, to be able to sometimes hear their voice again, it's yes. a miracle. It's it an is. absolute miracle. Oh, yes. But, you know, interestingly, I have all kinds of wild things going on since I started it. For example, one day I was texting on my phone with Vicki, and she's all the way out in Washington State. Here I am in New York. Right. And we both noticed a little icon show up that looked like someone had recorded something. Mm-hmm. So we played it back. I played it into Audacity, recorded it, and listened, and it said, Seth, hello, Seth. And Seth had been my teacher. Right. So I realized that what I'm teaching people is how to set up the conditions on their own to initiate this, but that actually they just can, they can jump in on things. I was calling the hotel in Arizona prior to the AREI symposium because I was donating a laptop mm-hmm. and I wanted them to know to keep their eye open for it. Right. And I'm on the line with the fella in the hotel and we just keep getting interference and he's getting angry. And I all, it took three, two times of hearing the interference for the genius here to realize, Oh, could be Dan. So I yeah. ran and threw on audacity and it happened again. And when I played it back, it wasn't, what we call an AEVP, but it mm-hmm. was definitely there. And it said, we're bringing you all together, which I guess mm-hmm. related to the conference. Right. So what I'm finding is that they can jump onto phone calls. If you, if you get a whole bunch of voice messages, and if you have the recording program set up in your computer, right. I hit play and I record what's there before the person or the often recording starts yapping. Yes. And I play that back and I get, mom, it's Dan. So I'm finding that if there's an open line of different types, they jump on. And I don't know how they do that, but they do. They know how to do it. And um, it's really a fun adventure. It's it's the most fun I've had in my work in a long time because, you know, it's just phenomenal. All of a sudden someone shows up and, you know, they'll say, oh, you know, Johnny Harris is here. And that was like a high school boyfriend who died of an overdose way, 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 way back. So you just don't know who's going to come through. Right. And it's absolutely marvelous. I caution people, though, because the other thing that I think people should be made aware of is that 
it is an open line. Mm-hmm. And I have no worries about Satan. That's not my concern. But there are people who might want to play a joke. And interestingly, what brought me to see this was one morning, I, one night I made a recording. In the morning when I woke up, I decided to listen to it. And the first thing I heard was Will Ferrell. So I went to Google and I Googled Will Ferrell and it said there'd been a death hoax on him that month, but that he was alive and well. Mm. And I thought, hmm. then the following month, I get the name John Voigt. So I Googled John Voigt and it says the same thing, that that month there had been a death hoax on John Voigt, but that he was alive and well. Mm. Now, were the kids trying to tell me about the death hoax? Was somebody just playing around with me? Mm-hmm. So when people go on and say, well, I know I'm talking to Mother Mary, I say, well... <laughs> You know, I've gotten so many names. Mussolini. Was it Mussolini or someone yelling Mussolini? I mean, you have to keep your common sense always. Right. With all the spiritual stuff. Because right. you got to keep your common, I call it common sense spirituality. You know, if you get a voice that tells you to jump off the Brooklyn Bridge, you're not going to do it. So you have to yeah. be aware, not that necessarily evil entities are going to be out for you, but playful entities might be and so just be aware if something doesn't make sense discard it you know if the shoe doesn't fit don't wear it for me this all of this beautiful scientific proof that our spirits our loved ones whether it be our children or our husband or our spouse or our friends are not gone our parents are not gone right they're always with us and that's so to me, I think for anyone, and I don't use, I never, ever, ever describe myself as a grieving parent, never, because I've never grieved not one moment, and because I know, I knew even as he was transitioning that he was, it was his soul's time, and our soul, and it was a soul plan that he and I made together before this incarnation, and that that he's not gone, he's not going anywhere, well, I can't see him physically, and I can't, fuss at him to take out the garbage and clean up his room anymore. But he's not gone. He's with me all the time. And I I feel his presence more now that he's in spirit because he is with me all the time now that he's in spirit than I did when he was here. When he was, you know, he was a a grown man. He lived his own life. I, I would see Kyle when he was not living at home, which he only lived at home the last two, two to three years of his life. But before that, he was living on his own. When he was living on his own, I'd get a call from my birthday, from Mother's Day, you know, mm-hmm. as like, and he wasn't, but he lives 45 minutes away. But it was like, he was living his life. So I so do he, understand yes. what you're saying, but I will say I did grieve just for the physical yes. body, oh, course, just for the physical course. presence and the yes. jokes that always came along with Danny. Um, that, you know, I think that we just miss that physical part. Oh, yeah. But it's very yes. important then that we learn to expand our perspective to incorporate the reality that includes both what we can see and what we can't see. Exactly. You know, for so many people, if they can't see it, and it's not our fault. We were raised to believe that if we can't see it, it's not real. Mm-hmm. So it takes some unlearning. And until you can do that, you may be in a state of grief because your only way of yes, experiencing yes. The, a reality of someone is to see them and hear them. Yes, I love the, I love that word you use, unlearn, because I did. I went to a, oh, a boy, conference. It? Yes, it's so much unlearning, and it's society, it's religion, it's school, it's society, it's parents, it's every, it's the it's media. It's the powers that be, yes. but it really started with it really started with Sir Isaac Newton, who was yes. considered one of the finest scientists ever to live, and he to find the world and said there was an inside world and an outside world. No problem with that. But the mistake I feel he made and I feel has hurt science and all of us as a result is he said the only thing that was real was the outside world Mm -hmm. and anything that could not be measured or weighed was not real. And so the world began to believe the only thing that mattered was matter. Mm. And so that's a big disservice. Yes. Yes, you know, yes. so that's a, that's a hurdle for people to get over. You know, yes. they've got to realize that there is, that everything you see is interpenetrated with spirit and, and that we've got it backwards. We think of things like mountains and steel and metal as real, the human, you know, the physical body, that's solid, but that's what's perishable. Mm. That which we can't see, the spirit that interpenetrates it, that's what's permanent. But until you shift to a reality in which the 
non-physical has value to you. You feel you've lost everything. Mm -hmm. So I encourage people to read and get more and more and more knowledgeable about the unseen reality because not only is that where their loved one is if they're grieving a loved one, but it's where they will be too. And it always blows my mind that people know more about going to Europe or going to France than they do about going into spirit. Yeah. But going on a trip is optional and death is mm-hmm. not optional. So why aren't people just want to know where, what will happen to me and what do I need to know? Is there something I should do to prepare? To me, it's just logical right. to want to know. Well, for me, it's, I always say either, I never use another word I don't use is death. Don't use bereavement. I don't use death because to me, it's all eternal life. It's a, it's a transition. Right. And, and the, the, one of the things though, and I was thinking of this just earlier today before we, we had came together for this interview. Um, I was thinking about the greatest thing I was ever taught in school in seventh grade. In seventh grade, my science teacher said when we were studying molecules and atoms, I'll never forget it when he said it, there is nothing truly solid. Like you were just saying, people always, but science, and this is hardcore, regular science I'm talking about, knows that if you put anything under a high-powered microphone, what do you see you see all these moving particles and they're not even touch those little tiny particles are not even touching each other you know so he's he's teaching teaching about molecules and atoms he's teaching us nothing is truly solid it appears solid to us like this table appears solid it's not so when but that's Stuck with me when he said that. Well, you were because fortunate that, to hear that yeah, in seventh grade. Didn't yes. get to eat I was nearly. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yes, yes. So, but that that tells us that things are not as they appear. Yeah, Absolutely true. Absolutely as, as true. Yeah. Now, I'm wondering if I, if I I could play a few clips yes. to demonstrate, but won't I need to pull out the earphone so you can hear it through the computer? Sure. Yes. Right, so yes. I'm going to pull this out for a minute. Okay. You can okay. Still, you can still hear me, right? Yes, I can. So yes, I can. One here. I want to play. This one blows my mind. This was an EVP recorded using Portuguese. Portuguese language. Okay. Is Lorenzo and I had asked my son if I use this foreign language, can you speak to me yes. in English? And yes. let me play this. I speak in English. I love that. Oh my I goodness. Speak in English. <laughs> now it has the intonations of this little boy because yes. to say the sound it will have the sound intonations of the kind of sound source you use. But those words are very clear. Yes. Now, I'm going to play you something. Um, I hope that our listeners will hear this. This was made using a sound source that I downloaded from the iDigital Medium website. It's called Spiritron C. It was created by a man named Ron Rees. And I hear, I love you. So let's see if you can hear it. Okay, awesome. Actually, it's, I love you, mommy. Okay. Um, Now, here's a really good one. This was using human vocal gibberish. I say, Danny, can you say, I love you, Ma? And you'll hear, I love you, Ma. Let me hit that. Danny, can you say, I love you, Ma? Yes. Now, of course, you hear the gibberish running in the background. Yes. I'll do it again. I want the listeners to see you run the soundtrack the whole time. Danny, can we say, I love you, Ma? I love you, Ma. Yeah. So it's quite interesting. Now, this one, this is very interesting. It was late at night, and I was trying a new thing of just using my finger to scratch. And Danny said, get to bed. Get to bed now. He used to have to boss me around. But this was made not using a This was made using what I call finger scratch. Ready? Okay. Yes. Well, I have to share something with you too about my EVP with Kyle. One of the things he said was saying to through Suzanne was, um, "I'm working too." And at that time, I was really working too hard. And he was like, "Ma, take a break." 
put your feet up and relax yes, and watch a movie. Yes, he's just telling me, Ma, you're working too hard. He's like, I was fascinating, and he said to me, too, this is ridiculous. Put on a movie. <laughs> yes, yes, no, he said twice. He said, put on a movie, relax, put on a movie, and chill and watch a movie. He did. He told me that twice. Yes. Incredible. Yes. And, you know, and what, the other thing I've seen, which really blows my mind, is that um, we all know that time does not exist on the other realms. Right. And very often now, what I'm finding is I'll make a recording one day, and I'm auditing it maybe two days later. And for example, I had to make a deposit at the bank, and I recorded on a Monday, and I was going Wednesday afternoon, and I'm playing this reading back just before I'm about to leave, and Danny says, go make your deposit. <laughs> but he, how did he know that, it, that I would be, and, and then Josh is the fellow who helped make the slideshow. Yeah. I did a reading for a woman on a Monday. He was coming on Thursday. I was finishing the auditing when the bell rang, and as I, I'm walking to the front door with my computer, and I hit on the last colored bleep on the screen, and it says, your Josh is here. Mm. He and I both jumped two feet. Wow. And it wasn't as if I just made the recording either. I made that recording three days prior to that. So you begin to see that once we get proficient at this, my son says, when you begin to trust me, I can tell you everything. (laughs) You know, because he knows he'll tell me something, and I'll be like, no. (laughs) Right, right. Here's one. A couple, the uh, father, I did a reading for this couple, and you'll hear the father say, Alexandria, are you happy? And you'll hear him say, all of the time. I'll tell you. Alexandria, are you happy? Wow. Could you hear that? All yes. Of the time? Oh, so, yeah. I'll play that part again. Yes. All of the time. Try it again. Okay. Let me get that back there again all the time. Did you hear that all of the time? Mm, yes, yes. So, you know, it's, it's a phenomenal thing. And now the ways to do this is for free at SherryPearl.com. Um, yes. And, you know, you can just, you know, just SherryPearl.com and then go down to the EVP line. Now, what's really cool is, the first thing in the search list is the prayer registry, which is which will show people the calendars with the children's names. The second thing is the prayer registry photo gallery, which has pictures, photos of the kids. The third thing I might mix them up is the prayer site where there's a written and audio prayer every day for the children. And then the fourth thing is what's called the prayer registry forum. And that's where I post EVP clips that I've got. Um, and that's where you'll hear this, that the last post I put on is Steven, my dog. And you can go on here and say, I want my mom to let me go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one woman who heard it wrote on Facebook, sounds like a dog would sound like if a dog could talk. Yeah. Cute. Yes. But that's what EVP is. It's electronic voice phenomenon. It's a phenomenon in which we can use electronics to give them voice. And as I said, you know, I was so in the beginning nervous, like, oh, my God, you know, I'm not that proficient at the computer. But our end is definitely not rocket science. We play sound. We record sound. If spirit didn't come and do what they do, we would be playing back the same sound. We recorded a bunch of gibberish. But when you get I love you, Ma, you know that, a more, that, 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 that they are working with us because we on our own don't even begin to know how to do that. Yes. So that's why when people say, you know, is it hard to learn? No, it's not hard to learn. But, it, you know, if, if they think that you're just doing it as a power game at a party, they may not want to come forward, you know. Mm. I mean, spirit knows me. I'll work as hard as I can. I'll help as many people as I can. I'm not charging them for this. So right. I find that I've got a real open channel because – they have purposes too over there. Right, right. Just to entertain us. It is. So if I'm really upset, I can go on and they will hold my hand forever. They have enormous patience. But they want to get the point across yes. that death is not the end, that we go on into spirit. So everything we do here matters. And that's why I say, so be good for goodness sake, because <laughs> it's not that there's any mandatory hell over there, but yeah. my understanding, and I'm sure yours from all our reading, people who've had near-death experiences or have channeled from the other side, we do get this opportunity to have a life review. 
to look at every single thing we've done. And actually, one man who Raymond Moody spoke of at a conference said that he saw all the things he had done to others, but through the other's eyes. Exactly. That's, well, that's what I was just about to say, sweetie. That so goes back to oneness. Remember what I said at the very beginning? Yes, of course. What, what you do to another person, you're literally doing to yourself. So when you go on the other side and you have this review, you are feeling exactly what you yes. did to that person. You're feeling what exactly they what they experienced. Exactly, because you, was, yes, yeah, well, you're one. When he came out of it, when he, you know, when he came out of the near death, he said it left him with such a sense of awesome responsibility because he understood you know, so many people think, well, nobody knows. I got away with it. <laughs> it's, there's none of that, you know? There's and so you have to be the person you want to be. And I always say to people, when you're just too tired to be nice, go to bed and get the rest. That's it, just go to bed. Yeah, yeah. You have yes. to refuel. You have to replenish. Life is challenging on all of us. And in the world today, 99% and 1%, no, with with ninety nine percent of the people struggling, while you know corporations are getting richer and it, it it's a hard world for people. I mean, it's been hard since the cave days. Let's face it, man's inhumanity. The man has never failed to deeply disturb me. But if we understood that it's not what you see, but what you don't see, that it doesn't matter if you're blue, purple, green, red, white. Freaking cares if you're heavy, if you're it, it, none of that matters. That's just the camouflage. Yes. What matters is what you can't see. And when people understand that, that we all go on and in the long run have to experience everything we've perpetrated on another, maybe they will think twice before they say certain things, do certain things. But certainly, the way we I mean, I look at us and our, our species as a bunch of kindergartners. I mean, kindergartners get angry and they're like, I don't like you, bam. <laughs> Yes. I want it my way. Boom. Yes. We get out the guns. We get out the... It, it's, to me, it's like we, have, we, we don't need to be more intelligent. We need to be more wise. We need more spirituality in our lives. We've all learned how to read, write. You know, they can put a man on the moon. They can transplant organs. But they can't feed everybody. Mm-hmm. And they can't stop killing each other over whose God is the God. Insanity. So why I think your work is so important, the message you try to bring in every single interview, whether it's EVP or some other totally end of the spectrum, is to get people to understand that we really are one spirit. We all grow. You know, I look at it this way. I say to people, what's the difference between your fingers? Okay, one is shorter. One is fatter. One has a broken nail. One is a little bent, but they are basically all the same thing, and they're all connected to the same base. Yes. And that's how I see us. We're all different, but we're all the same, and we all need the same air, water, and conditions to keep life going. So it's time to just realize that and treat others as you want to be treated. And oddly enough, every single religion aspires to the golden rule. I had a poster years ago when I was doing coming-of-age ceremonies for teenagers, and I would give them this poster, and it had every single symbol of every one of the world's religions. And in one way or another, they all said, if you don't want it done to you, don't freaking do it. But they don't live that way. And more people have died in the name of God than any other reason. So I say, you know what, let's, let's forget about teaching, reading, writing, and arithmetic so much and have a class in every grade that asks, why are you alive? <laughs> Who are you? What do you want? You know, what matters? Because we have not, our, our souls have not been able to be educated as far as our brain. And as they say, the mind creates the abyss and the heart crosses it. Mm-hmm. We need more heart. Yes. So, so true, so true. I, uh, I, I would, you know, finish off with that, and, and yes. I really want to thank you again. Well, for your- also, also, I- you and I are going to see, well, we're going to see each other hopefully sooner than that, because you're not far. No. <laughs> I'm only an hour and a half from you, from New York well, City. Anytime I- you want to come to a Helping Parents Heal meeting, we're having one on Sunday at 2 p.m. in my apartment. There'll be parents here. You're welcome. Sunday? Okay. I might take you up on that, because Sunday's a good day for me. Well, what I was going to say, we're also going to see each other at the first Helping Parents wow. Heal conference in April. So that's, I, I, yes, so that's going to be amazing. So that's, that's yes, amazing. but definitely this Sunday, 
Yeah. I, I'm, I'm gonna have a I'm, lovely group coming, lovely group, and then I don't hold them through the winter when it's snowy. It's hard okay. to get in, so this right. will be the first, the, the, the last in-person one till spring. So I'll send you all the information. Please send me the information because I will be there. I have no plans for Sunday, and, and you're oh, only an hour and a half away. Yeah, so yes, oh, that's wonderful. Yes, right. and in the meantime, to anyone watching, may I send my Best wishes to all of you yes. and let you know my door is open. If I can help anybody, you can contact me at Sherry Pearl Gmail. That I was just gonna also give your websites again. You have okay. well, my oh. website is just sherrypearl.com. Okay. And all that other stuff is there on okay. the and there is also a free download on the on the, if you get to my website and see a little picture of me right below it. There's a book cover, which if you hit on, brings up the entire PDF, and it's the Grieving Parents Handbook, and it was written by myself and a whole bunch of women who are part of the prayer registry to help people, especially at the beginning, to deal with some of those terrible times because we raised three questions. I think it was, why me? Um, Is there something I could have done? And... um, The last one is, how will I get through this? And what they did is they all sent me their heart, from the heart, little pieces on how they dealt with those kinds of questions. Why me? Or could I have done something? Did I do something wrong? Is it my fault? I think that's right. Yes, yes, yes. And it just reaches out a hand to you. You know, it's not one of these books where you need a dictionary to look up the words. It's just heart to heart from beautiful women who wanted to lend a hand to people. So, Anyone that wants to read it can just hit on it and it'll bring up the PDF. You can print it out or read it on your computer. But it's there for everybody, anybody that needs. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. You do so much to help and to share. And it's 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 like I love the era we're living in, the computer age where we can get together, we can do shows like this, and we can just share all this wonderful information and knowledge with the world. It's so, amazing. I'm so, I'm so, thank you for doing such yes. a show and having me as your guest. Well, thank Lovely. you, and thank you, and I will see you on Sunday. Okay, I will be I'll there. The information. Yes, I'm so excited. Great meeting with you there. Thank you. Oh. Okay, much love. Alrighty, bye-bye. Bye-bye.